Welcome to Faith City Podcast with your lead pastor, Kevin Wright. For more podcasts, news, and upcoming events, please check out www.myfaithcity.org. God, I'm so blessed to have him. We're going to talk a little bit more on the dreams. Anybody got a dream? Anybody got a dream? Are you, you dream of being successful? Do you dream of going somewhere for God? Do you dream of going off to college somewhere? Was that a dream that you had for Georgia? Man, praise God, I'm, I'm going to Georgia tomorrow. Maybe I'll see you there. No. Every year I go to Georgia and... Uh, get refreshed and go up there and see my, my country brother, which I'm country, but he's a lot more country than I am. And I go up there and deer hunt every year. And for all the people who don't like killing animals and stuff, um, um, we do eat, we harvest our deer. That's what we say. We harvest them. Amen. It gets real quiet. Larry, you haven't harvested a deer this year. I'm so sorry, man. I've already harvested two. Actually, I didn't get to harvest them. <laughs> Find them. Um, so, we're going to talk about dreams, amen. Everybody say dreams. Now, my life, how my life started, I got saved going down uh, Astronaut Boulevard. I got saved, gave my life to Jesus, and that's when everything started for me. I, that's where Kevin Wright said, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give God everything I got walking down that Astronaut Boulevard. No lights, that's where it happened for me. That's where it happened for me. I started dreaming at that point of time. I started dreaming about becoming a preacher. And I used to look at my youth pastor as he was preaching and think, I'm going to do what he does. I just didn't know how I was going to take his job. And and that didn't make sense to me. So I thought, well, God's going to have to put me somewhere else doing the exact thing that he's doing. So this is what I began to do and, and begin to dream and dream about preaching and Guess what? I brought you guys two more. um, I wrote down every single thing over 10 years ago about my goals, my dreams. Here they are, all wrapped up into these papers. And uh, you're sitting here today because over 10 years ago, I decided to write down what I dreamed of doing. I'm going to walk you through more areas on how to write down your dreams and how to accomplish your dreams. You say, Pastor Kevin, you're going to teach us how to succeed. The more successful people in this church, the more the church is successful because you are the church. The more successful you are financially, the more you're able to do more stuff for God financially. God wants you blessed financially. He wants you to be blessed. If you do not have a job, you have lots of opportunity to dream. You say, well, Pastor Kevin, that's tough. At one time, my my wife and her friend got together. Julie came to our house. She said, this is, I had some ideas. What do you think, Terry? Terry said, I think, you think a little store right over here, and you know, just a small little store. You know what I mean? That was a dream. And since then, they did some really good things for the community. They did some good things to help people in human trafficking. That, That was a dream of theirs. But that dream just didn't happen. They had it written down. They knew what they wanted to do. And they charged it. They gave everything they had toward it. And that's because they were willing to to take some risk. 
I was willing to take some risk when it came to this church. I take risk still today at this church. I take risk. But God wants you blessed. He wants you to write down your dreams, whatever your dreams are. God wants to use you. You have a destiny. God has a destiny on your life. He wants you to do something with your life. Don't waste your life. Amen. Come on, say that after me. I'm not going to waste my life. It's about time we get with God and find out what He wants us to do and do it. Now, I started uh, Face City. When we started Face City, I realized... Let me tell you the statistics on being a pastor and what it takes to be a pastor. You've got to pay your price for your dreams. 1,500 pastors a month quit the ministry. 1,500 pastors a month quit the ministry. And I know why they do. And I know why they do. I've quit like 1,500 times since I've started Faith City, but only for a couple of seconds and got back up. Amen? <laughs> Half of pastors' marriages end in divorce. So every pastor you see, half of the pastors that are in the ministry, half of those pastors' marriages will end in divorce. These are true statistics. 80% of Bible graduates within the first five years quit the ministry and never go back to ministry. 80%. 80% of pastors' spouses feels their spouse is overworked. I know why they do that too. A pastor's wife many times feels the ministry is the biggest threat to their marriage. Pastors die in this job. You, you, heart attacks, sexual sin, depression, can't sleep. And I understand some of, some of those areas. Can't sleep at night. I, there's nights I, I lay in bed, I can't sleep. I'm thinking about everything going on in the church. I'm, I've had to really learn how to shut my mind off at night and, and command it to stop working so I can get some sleep. And some, It don't even have to be about the church. It may, you may have to do that. You may have to learn to shut your mind down and say, I'm not going to worry about this. I'm going to bed in the name of Jesus. I have to go to bed in the name of Jesus sometimes. I mean, some people are believing God for miracles, breakthroughs. I'm believing God. I want to go to bed right now. I want my mind to stop working right now. And it's, it's become where I had to say I'm delivered from people. I'm delivered from people. I mean, I, mean, I may go to bed at night. Y'all, y'all can go to bed. I can go to bed. I got like seven hate mails. I got to go to bed. There's seven people out there that hate me. They didn't like me for this. They didn't like me for that. I don't like what you preach. I don't Look, when I was in youth ministry, I had hate mail every single week. Every single week. Some people threatening me, dropping the F-bombs on me. I mean, my ushers would, they, their kid be writing something. They would take what they're writing and be cussing the pastor out the note they're going to leave me while I'm preaching. Rebellion! Rebellion, I'm telling you. You be a preacher of 500 youth, and I guarantee you're going to find some rebellious teenager. And when they get mad at you, they try to raise up an army. Hate Pastor Kevin. Hate Pastor Kevin. Hate Pastor Kevin. I'm telling you right now, this is easy compared to youth ministry. 
Let me give you some youth ministry 101, man. I'm going to tell you right now, I've already pastored the hardest church I'm ever going to pastor. Youth church! <laughs> Sometimes I think I pastor a youth church when some, I mean, I think nobody could ever do what that person did. I mean, I mean, I used to say, they used to try to roll my house. I said to the youth, you roll my house, angels come out of the sky. Angels will come out of the sky. You will see one of my angels. You better never. In all those years of youth ministry, I never got my house rolled. Not one time. My angels standing out on the corner of my property. They are there. And don't you even think about it. Dakota, you better roll my house. Boy, I'll take you down right now. I know you, you're, trying to, you're trying to plan. I know. I'm just playing. This is sad. That <laughs> It's sad of what uh, the... Like, pastors have to go through these things, but if you're called to the ministry, it's not a matter of what people are going to think or do. It's a matter of what God wants you to do, and you do what God told you to do. No matter what it is that God told you to do, you got to do what God told you to do. And it, it doesn't matter if, if nobody likes it or not, you're going to do what God told you to do, because God told you to do it. Right? Now, this, this is how we show that we love God, is by doing what He says. And so I'm standing before you today as I wrote some things down on some paper. I'll share them with you. And that's what I'm going to challenge you to do. Write down your goals. Whatever your goals are, you ought to write down where you want to be financially five years from now. Or you can let the economy dictate what you're going to do financially. Or you can just say, the economy's bad. I better not start a business. I better not do this because the economy's bad. When do we start asking the economy what we could do? Man, when I started this church, this church, look, we had, the economy was so bad, people saying, I wouldn't do it, I wouldn't do it, I wouldn't do it. I'd rather do it and fail than not do it and wonder if. You know, what is it that God's called? You, we need goals where we want to be in five years, ten years down. We need to navigate ten years down the road. We need to take time. When I'm sitting in some woods this week, I'm going to tell you what I'm doing. More than deer hunting than anything else, I'm dreaming. I'm dreaming. I'm going five years down the road in Faith City. I'm going ten years down the road in Faith City. I'm navigating there right this second. And I'm thinking and I'm, I'm praying and I'm envisioning. I'm a visionary. I haven't always been a visionary. At one time I barely could tell which foot to go in front of the other. You know, it, it had to be a time where I said, I want to dream and I want my dreams to come to pass. Not everybody's dream is going to end up at Faith City. I wish everybody's dream ended up at Faith City. But then again, I don't. I want you to do it. The building dreams at Faith City is about sending people out into the world and preaching the gospel and whatever, whatever avenue that may be. Amen. And so I'm going to challenge you to do these things today. Everything starts with a dream. A vision of what could be. What you dream will never come to pass until you go after it. If your dream doesn't cost you anything, it's just a walk in the park. Now, if you dream small, you'll commit small. Small dreams, small commitment. Great dreams, big commitment. That's why I want to look, when you get it, you ought to take time to, are y'all getting anything out of this? Take time. Younger generation, older generation, take time to dream. Go after your dream. Write down. I have times where it seems more like a fantasy than a dream. Like, 
oh, this can never happen, but I better write it down. I've wrote down about having a jet. I have. I've got a picture of the jet. It's a double prop engine. I thought, well, you know what? That would be a good start to hit the United States. It's not an international plane, but it can get me around the United States to preach the gospel. It's a good start for me. You ought to dream. I mean, dream something. You ought to dream something big. You ought to get to a place where you dream it so big. And when you're writing those dreams down, don't even think about what you're writing. Dream so big. Let your fingers just write, 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 write. Then go back to it later. Don't even let yourself stop and think about what you're writing down. Write it so, so big that when you come back, you can actually go back to those dreams like I'm doing today with you. Write those dreams. Write, if you want to go to Georgia Tech, write Georgia Tech. How it's going to happen. Why you think God's called you to Georgia Tech. Whatever it may be. Or Tennessee. Amen. I wrote down for Faith City, build people's faith. Amen. I think it's up there. Building faith. At one time, I didn't have that vision. But this time, build people's faith. Why did I write down, build faith? Because I got saved. And the very first thing I learned was faith. It's the most thing that's ever, that's something I know I'm dedicated with my life. I'm going to build people's faith. I'm going to preach to you today. I'm, God's building your faith today. We're in the area of dreams. We're starting a Bible school. I'm building faith. I'm putting what I dream on paper, and I'm putting feet and words to it so it can happen. So this church, the vision, it can happen. Someone's going to come alongside and say, I want to build faith too, Pastor. So you write those dreams down. If you don't have them written down, nobody can come alongside and say, I want to help. You write these visions down. Somebody's going to come alongside you and say, build faith, huh? I'm with you. Amen. I'm with you, Pastor. How can I not be about faith? Faith has changed my life. If you know anything about Kevin Wright, I got saved. My dad started pouring faith. My dad, Curtis, right there, started pouring faith into me from the very first. I mean, he made me watch Kenneth Copeland. I couldn't stand Kenneth Copeland. Turn this man off. I don't want to hear him. I would fall asleep. You know, rebellious teenagers, their dad tell them to do something. They just want you to know, I ain't listening to you. It's like they used to make you wash dishes and you would just hang over the counter. Y'all ever see them teenagers do that? I mean, I would just hang over the counter. Oh, like, like this is the worst thing ever to clean these dishes. Just hang there like, oh. I mean, just think, if I dedicated myself for five minutes, it'd be done. And to this day, I'm the dish cleaner in my house. We have a dishwasher. This moment dishes get clean, dirty, I'm cleaning dishes. And I'm happy about it. It only takes a couple of minutes. You would think back in, you know, people just don't want to do anything. Dream. <laughs> I don't know where I went with all that, but... Uh... <laughs> Apostle Paul was on the road to Damascus. On the road to Damascus, he, he gets knocked off his donkey. Y'all thought I was going to say something else. In the King James, it does say that. The opposite of donkey. And that's something we need to get knocked off our donkey sometimes. Amen. <laughs> See, that's another hate mail coming to me right there. I ain't going to worry about you. Because the King James Version says it. We need to get knocked off our donkey. He got knocked off his donkey. Blinded for like three days. He couldn't see. He couldn't see. 
He had to be led. I'm talking about walking by faith. He had to be led to someone and his eyes open. And in Acts chapter 27, he said, My very purpose is this, to open the eyes of those who don't believe. To open the eyes of those people who walk in darkness and get them to light. Amen? Imagine that. He gets saved, he's blinded, and then his eyes are open, and his calling is, I want to open people's eyes from darkness to light. I got saved. My dad told me about faith. He said, man, the Bible talks about Jesus coming back. Shall they not find faith? I want to preach faith till the last breath. That's my calling. I don't apologize. People get mad over me in faith. You know what I mean? They get mad about the faith message. They get mad about faith. What is it about faith that people get so... They get mad because they don't want to believe. I want to doubt. I believe in miracles. I believe as you're sitting here today, God could give you a miracle if you received it right now. God, I mean, you could be listening to the Word and get healed right now. I believe it. Don't you get mad at me. I don't care. I believe. And I'm going to keep preaching it. And I'm not going to stop preaching it. People can get mad if they won't. I'm going to preach healing. I'm going to preach miracles. I'm going to preach deliverance. That's what I'm called to do. I've been delivered. I've been healed. I've seen miracles. I'm going to preach it. Amen. (laughs) I believe in the gifts of the Spirit. I believe, I pray in a heavenly language. I pray in a heavenly language as much as I can. As much as I can, I pray in a heavenly language. I believe in the gifts. I believe in the gifts. I believe in the prophetic. I believe in praying in other tongues. You don't hear me preaching it in tongues today or I'd have to have an interpretation. But I believe in it so much. I do it all the time. I pray. I told faith. It's our secret weapon. Tongues is in the Bible. Did y'all know that? There was a day of Pentecost and there there were people praying in tongues and, and it's okay to pray in tongues. It's not of the devil. I... All the religious people. Oh, I can't believe that. We've never prayed in tongues. I, I do. I pray in tongues. I, I, I took Faith to the hospital to see Larry's mom. And she, the first thing she says to Larry's family was, I pray in tongues. I said, Faith. <laughs> Faith, I thought I told you that's our secret weapon. I just wanted to tell them. I said, we don't have to tell them. That's good. Everybody just like looked at her. She's... God could have been like, anybody else want to pray in tongues while we're here? (laughs) We should have laid hands on your family right then. (laughs) Boy, did we miss God on that. Faith was trying to bring it on in. And dad's over here going, shh, shh. You're embarrassing me, man. God's like, I'm ready to pour out the Holy Ghost on this second floor. And you're over here shutting me down. I need, God, I'm sorry. I'm trying to pass out some gifts and you're trying to cover them up. I dreamed of building faith. Um, I wrote here under uh, Kevin, at this time it was Kevin Wright Ministries International. I have about building faith, what it was going to take to do it. I wrote down, the offices will be equipped with power, see, with full power, state-of-the-art computer system, which has to be max. You, I mean, you can't have no cheap PC. I'm not a PC guy. You got to have Max. I'm believing. <laughs> God help him. Lay hands on him. Um, 
All my Mac people wave at me. Mac people, all right? I wanted only three. Golly, man. Apple is hurting right now. This was an Apple adver- advertisement, and we just lost. PCs. All right, okay. Viruses on PCs. Viruses on Macs. No, there ain't no virus. On, I'm joking. No, I'm not. I have here, I wrote down, telephones, fax machines, other accessories that are needed for cutting-edge ministry. I wrote these things down, that we are going to need these things. Now we have a Mac at the church. We have telephones at the church. We don't have a fax machine, do we? We need a fax machine. Um, Meeting facilities. Now I wrote down here, I wanted a 2,000-seat auditorium. Amen? Um, Dream big. Don't, don't. Don't not dream big. If, you, if the number comes to you, a big number, write the big number. Right, right now, we're only 150 seats. But I wrote down 10 years ago, 2,000. I mean, I'm out there. 2,000. Everybody say 2,000. Write your dream big. 2,000. I, I, I even wrote what kind of tables, comfortable desk chairs, water and refreshments will be present, um, a whiteboard with marker and strategic planning, um, projectors. Why oh, you gotta be white? <laughs> black. <laughs> we want a blackboard too. And then, um, <laughs> oh man, flat screens, DVDs, maps, and globes, so we could pray over the entire world. I mean, I dream of this stuff. Um. To, to, well, meeting rooms, youth functions, children functions, state-of-the-art children's ministry. I want it to be better than Disney World. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about money we put into children. When they come, they beg their parents to come back. They're, please take me back to Face City. Please take me back. I want to go back. I want to go on that bouncy house. I mean, I want it to be Jesus in there building t- kids' faith. But I want it to be so much fun kids beg their family to come back dream it i mean what i mean if you had no money what would if you had all the money what would you do you would do exactly what you would dream if you haven't dreamed and you get the money you've got to go back and dream what am i going to do with this money you're just going to start picking stuff i'm talking about writing your dreams down and going after your dreams going after them i wrote this stuff work facilities um, storage facilities, uh, maintenance. I mean, if you're going to need a job, stick around because we need an inside maintenance crew, an outside maintenance crew, um, transportation, um, automobiles, airplanes, semi-trucks. I mean, I'm, I'm, we're going to preach here, but the reason why our church exists is not so we can have some big church. It's so we can do something big for God. I mean, I want to do crusades. Do a crusade, you've got to have semi-trucks. You know, the reason why we had to learn to be a mobile church in the beginning is because we're going to do crusades. We've got to know, John, how to set up and tear down and how to, how to put a full production together for people who's going to pack out an auditorium. Someone's going to pack out a crusade. We've got to know how to do that. Semi-trucks. Jobs, by the way. Jobs. I'll do interviews after church. Um, <laughs> automobiles. Uh, we got to have automobiles to take people places. And we're all going to have automobiles. Amen? Amen? Airplane. 
I talked about it a little bit last, last week. We're going to have an airplane. This is just a dream. I'm talking about my dream. Showing you this an example doesn't mean, you know, you can be a part of this dream if you like. Some people will. An airplane to go internationally to, to various people groups so we don't have to go through Orlando International Airport through all the crud and waiting. We can get on our plane and we can go. Isn't that better than going through the public way? Amen. It's not so we, we can, you know, go on vacations. and No, it's for the gospel. Um, semi-trucks. I'm just, I'm just going to go through it quick. Support and personal facilities. I, we're going to have a Bible school, a bookstore for feeding people's faith. Amen. Um, a place to study. I mean, I just wrote everything down that I could. Let's see. Uh, publications department. Uh, it's where we get all our books out, free books and CDs and DVDs, and we send them out around the world to other ministries to make sure they got the Word. Everything I'm dreaming is about the Word. Everybody say, Word. word. Say, Word. word. Alright. Uh, <laughs> television Broadcasting Department. You know, I believe God's called Kevin Wright. I'm going to do some television stuff. But my television stuff won't look like the television stuff that you probably see. I have some very creative ideas for television if God ever gave me and when God ever gives me opportunity to do television. I have some creative ideas. Some very ideas that can reach a lot of unchurched people. If someone gave me an opportunity to be on the radio, I would not want to be on, no offense, any Christian Network. I want to be on secular network. Put Kevin Wright on 102 Jams. That's the crowd I want. I don't want a bunch of Christian people turning on, oh, the Z, I love the Z. Praise God for the Z. I'm not trying to reach a Z audience. I want to reach unchurched people. Put me on 102. Put me on 106.7. Put me on 107.1. I'll take it. Put me on some country station. Bless God, I'll tell you this. This is Kevin Wright. I'll do it, man. You put me on a secular station. Amen. Put me on Spike Network. I want to be on Spike Network. I want my commercial of my church on Spike Network right after the UFC fights. I'm Kevin Wright. And just tell them the gospel right then. Invite them to church. Have a couple of jiu-jitsu fights waiting on them or something. They say, Pastor, I'm not called to do that. I am. I want want to reach people that people aren't reaching. That's my dream. I want someone that's never been to church to come in here and say, I like that church. I like that church. I like that pastor. I like that word. And you have to come in and go, man, I feel like I don't belong here. I want them to come in and feel the family here. Building families was a dream. Building families, I wanted to create a church. I wanted God to create a church where people came here and they know your name. And that means we need to do more things for family. We need to do more things at Faith City, more times out at the park eating together and fellowshipping together because I want this place to be a family. I want people to know Keith's name. Amen. 
<laughs> I want people to know your name. You know why I like going to Arby's? You go to a restaurant where they know your name, you're going to go to that restaurant more than any other restaurant. You go to any restaurant in Titusville, if they recognize you, hey, Pastor Kevin, I guarantee you, you're going to go back to that restaurant. You know, I tell them at, <laughs> I told them at Arby's, my name was Buki, so they see me and say, hey, Buki. And so... <laughs> You go to anywhere where someone knows your name and you're going to want to go back. You're going to want to go back. Building families, building faith, building families about people, I know their name, they know my name. A church where you feel like you're a part of it, you feel like you're family, nobody's trying to be better than you, they love you, and they want to be around you. That's what kind of church I want at Faith City. That's my dream. I want you to be a part of that dream. You may be a part of, you may be a part of the, the media department. The, the dream of having a media and, and doing some, some ideas that are able to reach a lot of people. Amen. I want that. And uh, Julian, he thinks he's working on cars over there. He's going to be doing my semi-trucks. And I'll pay him like 100000 a year. Is that good enough? <laughs> if you learn how to do planes too, Julian, we'll start there. Equipment needs, phones, computers, everything it takes to operate. Write it down. Write it down. I'll end with this. If you believe it, say amen. Man, y'all really are believing. What it takes to birth a dream. Write this down, I'll end here. You got to hear from God. You got to hear from God. You have to hear from God. Is very valuable you hear from God. You may be sitting in here today and God's calling you to help Faith City and do something at this church. Help me dream. You know, for 19 years, years of my life, I helped someone else's dream. If you sow into what someone else's dream is, God will get, sow into your dream. I had 19 years, Eric, of sowing into another church, helping that dream come to pass. When it came time for Kevin Wright, God said, I got you. People started showing up. But, but well... Almost by the hundred. I got you. Why? I sowed 19 years of pouring into someone else's dream. God's going to pour into this dream. Amen. Someone's now coming with me and saying, I got you. You need help? I got you. At one time that was me at someone other church saying, hey, I'll do anything. What do you want me to do? Set chairs up? I'll set the chairs up. What do you want me to do? Clean bathrooms? I'll clean bathrooms. What do you want me to do? I'm there. Count on me. I did that for 19 years, count on me. And now I've got people at this church, count on me, pastor, I'll be there. I'm reaping what I sowed, amen? amen? The building dreams part is, you stick around here long enough, whatever you got in your dream, you want to start a church, bless God, we'll send you somewhere where you need it, we'll send you with $50,000 and 20 people to start it. Maybe even 100 people by then. We, the more we can do this, the more that we're strong, the more we can do it. You got to hear God. Number two, don't let anybody talk you out of the will of God. There will always be naysayers. People will speak harmful of your vision. They will try to hijack your vision. They'll tell you, I know what you need to do. How about this? When they come telling me what I know what you need to do, Pastor, how about I do what God tells me to do? Amen. How about I do what God tells me to do? There's always going to somebody say, you can't do it. You can't open that store downtown Tysville. Tysville ain't got no money right now. Tysville's got money because we're here.
Because the Christians are here. We got money because we're here. Amen. Dream. And dream big. And commit big. And go after it. Take your time. Get away from everything. Write it down. Hear God. And once you hear God, write it down. It may not come to pass this second. But it will come to pass. Somebody say, it will come to pass. Come on, say, it will come to pass. Amen? It will come to pass. Don't let anybody talk you out of it. Three, fight discouragement. There will be times you feel that your dream is dead. I'm glad Martin Luther King Jr. fought for his dream. Oh, I'm so glad he fought for his dream. Died for his dream too. I'm so glad he fought for it. I'm I'm so glad he stood up. Amen. I'm so glad he stood up and fought for what was right and what God wanted. What he fought for was what God wanted. Amen. Some of my bestest of friends are my black brothers. I'm telling you right now, they'll tell you right now, no, my daughter didn't even know there was a black person until she was like seven years old. There was never even, we never even talked about, it, which tells you that racism comes from parents. My daughter didn't even know. One day I said, John, you know John, I don't know, what, I don't know if we said, you know John, brown skin John, and all of a sudden she knew there was a different color skin. We never even told her there was any color. For all those years, she didn't even think there was a color. Are y'all listening? Man, we didn't even teach her there was a color. No, and I'm from Pulaski, Tennessee. Y'all know where Pulaski, Tennessee is? That's the home of the Ku Klux Klan. That's where the KKK was originated. And as a child, I saw the black race persecuted. I saw it all the time. And boy, you talk, you mess with one of my black brothers. I'll put a whooping on you in the name of Jesus. <laughs> I just do that to make the religious people mad. <laughs> There's a lot of me serious about it too, though. I'll, I'll get the name of Jesus out. You know, Martin Luther King fought for his... Je- for his dream. I have a dream. He's willing to die for that dream. He's willing to die for that dream. That dream put him to bed at night. That dream woke him up in the morning. That dream drove him to walk in front of persecution. That dream drove him to walk when he knew he could die for it. He knew the day was going to come. Man, he was that you have to believe in the dream that God put in you. That's what he did. He believed in the dream that God put in him. That all men were created equal. He believed it and was willing to die for it. Y'all ain't hearing me today, are you? Y'all hearing me? You, God, look, God put an imagination in us and not to get a perverted imagination. He put an imagination in human beings so we could do and be like beings like him. God is the creator of the world. We are designed and we are created to create. We have we were made in his likeness and in his image and we are designed to create. You don't like where you're at. Dream your way out. 
You don't like where you're at? You dream your way out. And let God put the puzzles together. Let Him put the pieces together. Oh, you don't like being poor? Dream your way out. You ain't got to be poor. Dream your way out. You're a millionaire in the making. Go ahead and say it. I'm a millionaire in the making. All it takes is one idea, Todd. One idea. One idea, Brenda. Just one. Just one idea. You're, you're moments away from getting out of where you're at. Just with you hearing God. Just with you standing firm. Just that one idea and going for it. Forgetting about the naysayers. I'm going to start the business. I'm going to do what God tells me to do. Just one idea. You're the only one that's going to put limitations around yourself. You're the only one that's going to limit yourself. Don't limit God. It may be like this for a season, but it won't be like this forever, Allie. It won't be like this forever. You're coming out. I've been poor. I know what it's like to be poor. My mom dreamed our way out, man. We, we lived in the inner city. One time, you remember, my brother and I, we, we lived in a pretty much all neighborhood, majority black neighborhood. We were the only white people. Usually it's the other way out. Other way around, we were the only white people. We had to fight every day at the bus stop. And then finally we got off the bus. We'd almost run to our house. We were poor, man, in the projects. My mother had a dream. She's going to have a house, a house one day. You remember that? I don't even know how God came about and given us this house on what was Dogwood Street, right? 500 Dogwood Street. 500 Dogwood Street in Plastic, Tennessee. We had our first house. We never lived like in the house. My mom did as a child, but us boys, it's not the way we were raised. I got pictures. We had our first house. A house. At one time, we didn't have a house, David, but we had a house. My mom dreamed that house. She decorated everything. She had it. We had a house, our first house, because my mom dreamed of it. Until you dream, nobody can come alongside and attach themselves to your dream unless you have it on paper, unless you have it in your mind, unless you have it in your heart, unless you're speaking out your mouth. Then someone comes on and say, I got what you need. I know so-and-so down the road. I know so-and-so that can help you in this area. I know how, I know this person I know how you can do that. I know I know this guy that's got this. I know this person that can do that. Until it becomes an imagination, until it gets on paper, no one can attach themselves to it. All of a sudden, I'm living in this house. I didn't even feel like I was poor. I didn't even know what poverty was. My mom gave me her last dollar. Anybody got moms like that? Ain't got much? Mom said, bam, got a dollar. All I wanted was a hot dog that day. I remember it like yesterday. All I wanted was a hot dog. To this day, my mom and my dad, they are still that way. If I need something, mom and dad comes running. And now you know why we must take care of the elderly. They've taken care of us our whole lives. we got to reach back. I'm calling you elderly, amen? But, Amen? So teenagers, look at your mom and dad. And you tell them, I'll take care of you when it's time. You wipe my rear end, I'll wipe yours. My grandma, boy, she was on her way out here. I'll never forget. I had the midnight shift. 12 to 4. 
And she had to go to the bathroom like 10 times. I'm walking her in there. I'm helping her pull up her, her, her clothes, putting them on her. And I did that over and over and over. I guarantee you, Grandma took care of me. I'm going to take care of Grandmother. Till the last breath. Till the last breath. Amen. And thank God, by the way, for nursing homes and stuff like that. That help where parents and kids can't do that. No disrespect toward them. Fight discouragement. The next one, fight discouragement. I'm almost done. Fight discouragement. Don't listen to the devil's lies. He will sit on the foot of your bed. He will lie as much as he can as long as you'll listen. Dana, I'm telling you right now, when I started Faith City, Brenda, I'm telling you, the devil sat on my bed. It was like I could feel his ugly, dirty presence in my bedroom have you ever felt that it is the most horrible feeling you can ever feel you're laying on your bed and you feel like this darkness is in your house and the devil's sitting there over me going you're not gonna make it you don't talk right you're not smart enough how you gonna do the finances you can't do this you can't do that a bunch of you can't you can't you can't you can't and you can't until one day i said devil you get out of my house in the name of Jesus I'm not listening to you no more I'm not giving you my mind I'm not giving you my ear I ain't listening no more I'm not listening no more I kicked that devil down the street we're the only ones that let the devil in our house he has no right in our house we let him in we got to kick that little low level devil lying father of lies out of your house when is the last time you start asking the devil if you can do anything for God? You ask the Lord, He says yes, and you go with it. Amen. I'm telling you, fight discouragement. Shut up the devil. You tell him I'm going somewhere. I'm somebody big in Jesus There's times that you may feel alone. You may feel all by yourself. You'll just be like, man, no one even knows where I'm at. Nobody even cares. God, you said I'd do this. You said I would do that. Nobody knows where I'm at. Fight the discouragement. You are not alone. You got the creator of the universe back in you. It may be like this for a moment. There may be weeping at night, but joy comes in the morning. Amen. Joy comes in the morning. Man, I'm telling you. I said joy comes in the morning. So many times, the devil said, you ain't going to make it. Next, get rid of fear of failure. Your greatest fear is fear itself. Amen. Get rid of fear of failure. So what if you sink? So what if what you're going to do don't happen? What if people laugh at you? What if people mock at you? What if people say bad things about you? What if they say all this? Bump everybody. You know, as we say at Faith City, our F word is different than the world's F word. Our F word is forgive you. So say F all y'all. Just F you, F you, and F you. F all y'all that have something against me. Forgive you, forgive you, and forgive you, forgive you. (laughs) 
<laughs> F you too, man. <laughs> Everybody, get rid of failure. <laughs> I didn't even hear nothing from James, man. He's just still thinking and pondering that one. Believe the ne- next. Oh, my goodness. Where is time gone? Believe in your vision and stay focused on what the Lord calls you to do. And lastly, don't ask money what you can or can't do. You will either be a servant to God or you'll be a servant to money. Don't you ask money what you can or can't do. You can do anything God calls you to do. You don't have to ask money what you can do. You are not a poverty-minded Christian anymore. You're not someone that says, I just don't know how we're going to do it. I know God wanted me to go on the mission field. I know God wanted me to go out, but I ain't got no money. You're asking money what you can do. You just start going like this. God told me I'm going, I'm going to Africa. I'm going to Africa. I'm going to Thailand. You know, at one time, we went to Thailand. It was $2,000 a piece. I'm going to Thailand. I'm going to Thailand. I'm going, hey, everybody, I'm going to Thailand. How are you going to get there? I don't know, but I'm going to Thailand. I love Lester Summerall. Anybody ever heard of Lester Summerall? I'm ready for these days again. God told Lester Summerall. I actually met his son, by the way, and hung out with him, drove him um, at, to meetings and stuff, and hung out with Lester Summerall's son. Awesome guy. Was he your son or brother? I couldn't remember. His name's Lester too, I think. So it must have been his son. I, mean, I don't know. It could have been George, George, and George. I don't know. Um, Lester Summerall, God told him, he said, I want you, I want you to go to China. Lester Summerall, how am I going to China? Just show up at the train station. Just show up at the train station. This is how, back in the old days, they, this is how they operated with God. They had to hear God. God just told them, show up at the train station. You're going to China. Just show up. Showed up at the train station. Didn't have any money. Didn't know how he was going to get there. Somehow, some way, somebody heard God too. Got him on that train. And he was on his way. Amen. Now I'm talking about, are you, that's a little serious, Pastor Kevin. Just show, I mean, do what God tells you to do. Y'all heard this story. I'll end it with this. If God told you to go out there to US 1, on the sidewalk, act like a chicken. Out there on the sidewalk. I don't know why I'm doing this, God, but it looks real stupid and feels real stupid, God. It's feeling real stupid, God. And some dude was going down the road and said, I ain't going to believe God until I see somebody on the side of the road acting like a chicken. And here they're coming driving. Here you are. Bok, bok, bok. And he goes, and their wife goes, look. The husband has to go, okay, pull in. <laughs> I mean, whatever it is, Face City, we have a, like a week off here, you know, maybe. A week of no church Wednesday night, Thanksgiving. Your homework assignment is take time to dream. Take time picturing yourself out of your situation. Walk through it. Navigate through it with your mind. Picture it. See what it looks like. Then see what it looks like again. And see what it looks like again. And and just dream. Just dream. None of this... 
If I had a million dollars, I would do this. Picture yourself with the million dollars. Picture yourself wealthy. Picture yourself having what you need. Picture yourself with all your needs met. Picture yourself. Get a snapshot. And you go with it. And you'll get there. Amen? We pictured a church. We pictured a church family. We pi- Listen, I pictured you guys. I didn't know who was going to be. I didn't know I'd have David from Alabama coming here. I never met David from Alabama. I've ne- we probably talk similar. We probably act similar. He acts a lot more crazier than me. But I didn't know David from Alabama was coming to Faith City. But one day I pictured people coming through these doors. I didn't picture any of you. All I knew is I'm going to step out. I'm going to start this church. And I'm going to build faith. And I'm going to build families. And I'm going to build dreams. And you're sitting here today because I wrote it on paper. And Terry and I launched out. And we did it. We fought failure. We fought discouragement. We battled. And we didn't quit. Amen. Are you glad? Somebody else will be glad that you dreamed your dream too. And one day, Eric and John, they dreamed of being teachers. They're teachers. Whatever it may be that you wanted to be, dream it. And then redream it. And then dream bigger and dream bigger and dream bigger. Did you get anything out of the Word today, everybody? Come on, give the Lord a hand clap, y'all. I guess that's all I, all I wanted to say today. I want you to be challenged. Are you stirred up? You're not a nobody. You're going somewhere. You're somebody. You're not some poor Christian, can't do nothing with your life. Economy's got you. No, you're going somewhere. Economy, bump the economy. I'm with Jesus. Amen? Amen. I love you. I love you. And I speak a blessing over you. I speak blessings over you. You receive it? The blessing of the Lord is on you. Amen? Well, go ahead and stand up. Do me a favor. As we end our service, I know some of you got to go and I took your time. Do you all forgive me? Say F you, Pastor. All right, thank you. <laughs> I know it's got to get on the internet. Well, that's why we need a media team, man. We got stuff we got to do. Do me a favor. If you got to go, I understand. If you don't have to go, if it's your first time here, raise your hand. God bless y'all. Won't y'all do me a favor? Face City, go meet these folks at Ray. Keep your hand up real quick. Come on, Face City, go find some of these folks.